The first of my posts was called A Tower of Strength. Back in the scene of the battle with the stump, Bob watched his father stand up and stretch after the moment of rest spent enjoying Marion's biscuits. He says, quote, He seemed to stretch and stretch until he was a tremendous tower of strength reaching up into the late afternoon sun. Unquote. Since then, he has only grown in stature. He is about to face the most dangerous fight of his life, and he knows there is a good chance he will die. But no matter what happens, he sees Fletcher defeated in the end. He could never beat Wilson on the draw, so if it comes to gunplay, he will be shot. But he says, quote, there's strength enough in this clumsy body of mine to keep me on my feet till I get him too, unquote. He may not have the skill to defeat Wilson, but he has the strength and will to withstand him. But what he says next seems to me stronger and more courageous than taking a bullet. He faces his death with the comfort that if he dies, the family for whom he would risk his life will be left in the hands of one he calls a better man. He had called Marion the best thing that ever happened to him on God's green earth, and yet he has the strength of character to find reassurance in the image of her in another man's arms. As we discussed before, he can endure anything except her suffering. When Shane rises abruptly and goes out to the barn, Joe's concern, again, is with Shane's feelings. He asks Marion to help Shane win, as only she, his wife, and the woman Shane loves, can. When Shane says he is making the fight his business, Joe says he won't let him. And we can be sure he wouldn't have, had Shane not incapacitated him. In this novel, with so many interwoven battles, from the homesteaders against Fletcher to Shane against his past, my favorite of all is the one between Shane and Joe. You have to admire a novel with a climactic moment in which one hero is forced to knock the other out cold because both men have such formidable integrity and because they love each other so much. The next of my posts was called Favorites. I want to take a moment again to savor the spirit of this novel and the poetry of its expression. I love the formulation of that understanding between Shane and Joe so fundamental that words are unnecessary. Quote, they knew that talk is meaningless when a common knowledge is already there. The silence bound them as no words ever could. Unquote. In saying nothing, they are, in effect, saying more. In their silence, they are saying, I know and respect you enough to know what you are thinking, and you know and respect me enough to know I'm right. The passage of time as the family anxiously awaits the looming conflict is described by Schaefer with perfect poetry. Quote, all that mattered was the length of the shadows creeping across the yard as the sun drove down the afternoon sky. Unquote. It is poetry because it employs so effectively both denotation and connotation. The sun and the shadows denote the advancing hours, but the connotation of shadow and creeping and driving down add to the ominous air. 
Finally, I love the pedestal on which Schaefer has firmly and unreservedly placed Shane. It is no wonder that this character, though in my mind tragically overlooked and greatly underrated, leaves such an impression on those who have been lucky enough to have their trail meet his. There's the description of Shane when, at last, he emerges from the barn with his gun. Quote, Belt and holster and gun, these were not things he was wearing or carrying. They were part of him, part of the man, of the full sum of integrate force that was Shane. You could see now, for the first time, this man who had been living with us was complete, was himself in the final effect of his being. There is the boast that is not a boast, because it is a simple truth and because it is said without a concern for others' opinions. Quote, the name sounded queer like that, the man speaking of himself. It was the closest he ever came to boasting. And then you understood that there was not the least hint of a boast. He was stating a fact, simple and elemental as the power that dwelled within him. Unquote. There's Bob's vision of Shane as he is about to face his final showdown. Quote, this was the Shane of the adventures I had dreamed for him, cool and competent, facing that room full of men in the simple solitude of his own invincible completeness. Unquote. And there is Schaefer's explicit statement within the novel about why it is so vitally important that such novels exist. Quote, he hesitated a moment. He gazed down at me and into me, and he knew. He knew what goes on in a boy's mind and what can help him stay clean inside through the muddled, dirtied years of growing up. Unquote. This novel is an irreplaceable staple of my seventh-grade literature curriculum, and I'm so grateful for it. The last of my posts was called The Man Behind Shane. I did a little research on Jack Schaefer, and I thought you might enjoy hearing some of what I learned. Schaefer was born in Cleveland, Ohio, in 1907. As a child, his primary hobby was reading. He loved the Tarzan stories, Dumas's historical novels, and the works of Dickens, and he would come to describe himself as a literary nut. He graduated from Oberlin College, where he focused his studies on classics and creative writing. He went to graduate school at Columbia University, where he studied 18th century English literature. But when he became restless with work that had come to seem purposeless, he proposed a study of motion pictures to his thesis committee. They rejected and mocked him, and he dropped out. After that, he worked as a journalist, editor, and director of education at a reformatory school and in 1945, he began to write fiction. In 1989, Oberlin would award him an honorary doctorate. When he wrote Shane, Cleveland was the farthest west Schaefer had ever been. According to an L.A. Times article written on the occasion of his death, Schaefer researched the novel by reading old newspapers and diaries in the Yale Library. An article about Schaefer on the site Ohio Reading Road Trip says, quote, Fifty years after its publication, Shane had sold over 12 million copies and been translated into 30 foreign languages. 
In 1985, the Western Writers of America named it the best Western novel ever written, a decade after the Western Literature Association gave Schaefer its Distinguished Achievement Award. Unquote. Times book editor Jack Miles said of the novel, quote, What makes Shane different, what makes it a classic among Westerns, is that it is a story told by a boy. Schaefer understood that the Western is an American boy's dream of the world as it should be. Unquote. Ohio Reading Road Trip says that Schaefer was disappointed in the casting of Alan Ladd as Shane in the movie version, since he envisioned his hero as a dark, deadly person, but that ultimately he was happy with the film. I'm a little less happy. Schaefer lived the last 20 years of his life in Albuquerque, New Mexico, where he died in 1991.